Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's just get this uh, preliminary out the way. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Pastor Lester Hayes coming at you this morning on this beautiful Monday morning, new day that the Lord has made, full of rejoicing and being glad in. And I tell you, I'm excited about what God is doing. He's on the move by his spirit. Thank him for allowing us to participate in what he's doing. Amen. We're standing on the word of God. We're that generation that he talked about in every generation he would have uh, some some saints that would stand on the word and so we're still standing because of the word that's our firm footing our foundation is what the word has said and there's no greater foundation that we trying to lay than that that has already been laid by the apostles and prophets where jesus christ i don't know about you but he's still the chief cornerstone in my eyes and in my house amen and we're well this is a spiritual house and we are rightly fitly knitly joined together in it he called us into it amen and he's placed us in there amen you know a saints of the, of, the, of the household of faith and we thank god for that amen but um we just thank the lord this morning amen that we're able to come to him this morning and i need you to get a spiritual sense and a spiritual awareness of when you come to god and you pray uh your prayers are placed in a center uh it, it's in a, it's a spiritual center it's a, it's a it can be imaginary but nevertheless uh in the spirit realm your prayers are placed in a sensor press sensor uh and it gives off an odor and an aroma amen uh, just like in the day when they was offering sacrifices on the altar, it was that aroma of them giving something of value to the Lord. And when it went up to heaven, the Lord knew that they was offering him a, a sacrifice of, of not just anything, but the best that they had to offer, the choices of the, the meats and things that they tied to the altar and set it afire and burned it. And that was the odor. That was the fragrance. And, and now that's been replaced because Jesus brought in a new way and opened up the veil that rent right down the middle the Bible says at, at, at that hour when he gave up the ghost that right down the middle in the in the temple where you couldn't see the holies of holies, you could only come close, but the, the priest could go all the way in and put the blood there, amen. And if the blood was accepted, if it was pure enough, then the sins of the saints were remitted uh, for one year. And they, 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 they placed the sins imaginary on a goat and sent him off into the wilderness. And that was, that was the scapegoat, they called it, amen. But see, all that's been replaced and done away with and now we come boldly. And so as we come boldly, we should be excited to come and talk to the Lord, speak to the Lord. Shouldn't be no shame in your game. You know, you should be able to come as a priest yourself and present yourself to God and talk to God. He know everything about us anyway. And uh, we probably going to delve into a little bit that, of that this morning about making our case and, and what legal grounds we have. Amen. Because I think some folks sometimes are operating illegally, spiritually illegally because they don't have clean hands and a pure heart. And so they, they may have a title and a position, but you got to be able to maintain a, a, a clean hands and a pure heart if you want your prayers heard, if you want your prayers answered. That is so important because the process may have moved from being ceremonial and ritualistic to now being graceful and spiritual, you know, but the, but the, the, the concept behind it have not changed. And so that's what we have to understand. We're just now the living sacrifice. We replaced the animals. We replaced the choice hunks of meat that they put on the altar and set a fire and burn. We're now that living sacrifice, and we got to step up in there boldly and make our petitions known. We can't come shaking in our boots like, like you know, because God knows everything anyway. So what if you messed up? Just ask God to forgive you. He's faithful and just. We got to get to that level right there. Amen. Each and every one of you on this line, I am praying and believing like all the other pastors and ministers that you reach and obtain a level of maturity that that you can talk to God yourself for yourself. 
Amen, 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 amen. That is your legal right, amen. So let me go ahead on and do this because I'm getting all of this noise <clears throat> right here and I don't need to hear that, so stand by. All participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. All right then, I probably should have did that at the beginning, but I didn't, so amen, praise God. But anyway, I hope you hear where I'm coming from this morning. We, we want to be able to, to move the dial uh, so that you feel confident uh, in your ability, your God-given right to talk to God at any time, at any place. Things are getting so critical and so urgent and so dire right now is that you might not have time to get to the prayer line. So we want you to be confident in your ability to talk to God. We don't want to make prayer so ritualistic and so complicated that you feel like you don't have what it takes. You are a believer. You're an individual. It's just a matter of having a conversation with God. You don't have to pray like I pray. You don't have to pray like Pastor Sharon, Pastor Eric, Pastor Phoebe, Minister Bigman. It's not about that. It's about you building your relationship and obtaining a level of confidence where you can talk to God because you have a relationship to him and you can talk to him so personally and so intimately down. You can get, he comes right down to where your level at and meet you where you're at. One thing I know about God is he never going to deal with you above and beyond your level of knowledge and your level of faith. Those are two things you got to understand. God is always going to meet you where you at. And that's where you have to speak to him from. Amen. And the thing that, that, that helps us, regardless of who you are, what title you hold or, or don't hold, the thing about it is, is are you legal? You always want to stay legal because when I say legal, you have laws right here in the land that you have to adhere to. You have spiritual laws. So sometimes we think maintaining laws of the land is, is maintaining spiritual laws. And they are so far away from each other as the North is from. And I think a lot of times as I was thinking about this yesterday evening, sitting in there watching a, a basketball game and it had a lot of time to think. And I thought about some things and what the Lord was letting me know was we got to learn how to separate out the laws of the land and the laws of God, because sometimes they can be confusing and we'll think, well, I'm doing so good that why won't God answer my prayer? You know, I'm not breaking no laws. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. But don't have anything to do with you having a clean hands and a pure heart spiritually. In other words, you know, can I make my case morally and ethically in the spirit realm? I know I probably can make it in the natural because I ain't out here breaking no laws. I ain't out here doing all this other stuff out here in the world. That's changed. But can I make that case spiritually? And so that's where we got to get to. And so that's for each and every one of us. That's a goal we all ought to shoot for is can, 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 I, can I maintain that? Because I have been given my crown, but can I maintain it? Or is there something that's going to happen in my life that's going to knock my crown off and I'm going to lose my eternal salvation because I got to be able to endure it to the end with clean hands and a pure heart. That's why we ought to always pray Lord, creating me, you know, every day I ought to be thinking about that. Is my heart clean? Is my, you know, my motives clean? Is everything right? Examining yourself every day, because I'm, I'm examining myself every day. And a lot of times I don't like the things that I see. I don't like the things that I come up with about myself. You know, sometimes I got to look at the two by four in my eye, you know, and I, and I, and I know how to deal with my issues. I take my issues to God and my issues are many, you know, and so because I'm not a perfect person. Believe me. You know, I'm not. But one thing about it, I'm faithful to God, you know, and so no one can ever take that away from me. That right there give you grounds to make your legal case before God because he watches, he knows, he knows where you're at. 
He knows the feelings that you, that you deal with. He knows the, the situations and circumstances that come up. You're never going to catch God uninformed or off guard. And so we have to always remember that, you know, don't be so concerned sometimes about pleasing people more than you please God because you'll never be able to please people and they'll never be able to please you. So get that off your mind right there. I don't care how much, how much you do to try to please them. I don't care how much, you know, rope you give yourself or give them. Nobody will ever be able to please anybody but God. He's the only one that's in his presence. You experience the, the pleasure of God and the fullness of joy in his presence. That's it. And the thing is to be able to keep myself legally right with God so I can get in his presence when I need to, so I can talk to him. And that's where the prayer comes in. And so this is kind of where we're at this morning. Amen. Because I've, I've had time to deal with me. Some of you need time to deal with you so you can make sure you're right with God so you can get to this level where you feel confident in your relationship with God. I, you know, I'm, 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 just, I'm just sharing my heart with you this morning, amen. And we're going to go into the scripture here in a minute and talk about this because I don't want us to be next year in the same place we are right now, not even next month, not even next week. But I do want us to not just talk around and talk about and wish about maturity but I want to see it in us so that we can see it in others. And we see it in us right here who gather every morning uh, all the time that we put in. We ought to begin to see it in our children, our grandchildren. It's, and in most parts, some of us do. Some of you, I'm very aware of you and your children. I know where you're at, you know, because I've dealt with you. I've been around you. I feel you, you know. But beyond that, I don't have no idea. I don't have no idea. And as a pastor or as pastors trying to do what we're doing, called by God, we, we, we ask you sometimes for feedback and response because that's our measuring tool. That's how we know. We're not just doing that because we want you to say wonderful things about us. We want to be able to know are we being effective or are you maturing in these areas? Are you getting this? Have your prayer life improved? Are you understanding the scriptures improved? Because we want you to be able to make your legal case before God and before anybody else, you know. It's, it's sad to me sometimes to hear people that that, that that in the ministry and they come up with a question that's so basic. And I'm not telling you not to ask your question because I want an opportunity to answer every one of them if I can. But that's what helps you grow. But I'm talking about people who we say are mature that's been in the ministry for a minute. And I, I'll sit there and I'll say, well, you couldn't, you, you couldn't explain to them plan of salvation? Well, Pastor, I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't really want to, you know, me, you know, mess it up. Or, okay, okay, no problem. We okay with that, you know, but we want to do something about that so that everyone will be able to stand on firm footing, you know, being mature and confident, growing in, in your faith where you can be able to handle those situations. And if not, be able to talk to God to help you with that. He will help us. Amen. And so that's what we got to get to. Well, that's what we're trying to get to. I'm not going to say we got to, but it behooves us to because some of us move at different paces than others. But that's all right. As we move as one, we will get there. You just stay the course. We'll make sure we give you all the materials you need, all the teaching you need. But it's up to you now to eat this thing. You got to eat it up. If you, if you want it to work in your life, you got to take my word for it. We're not going to give you anything that's going to hurt you or anything that we cannot back up with what's documented in this word. And if you desire this sense of uh, Sister Margaret came on this morning and she blessed me because she said, I said, good morning. She said, well, I, I came on here. I got, I came to get me a word. I came for the word. That's right there, man. Bless me. That's music to my ears because it blessed me because that's what she's coming for. 
you know, she's coming. She's going to be with all of us. She's going to greet us. She's going to introduce herself. But her main priority was, I'm coming for me a word. That means she's hungry for a word, you know, and that's how that should be our attitude right there, is that we hunger and we thirst, because the Lord said when we do that, we shall be filled. You know, anyone who hunger and thirsts for more of his righteousness shall be filled. Amen. It don't get no more righteous than the word. You know, that's, that's God's word. It sanctifies us, you know, it makes us more righteous, you know. And so that's my case this morning. Amen. And so we're going to get into this. And I had told you yesterday, uh, let's just, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's just do that. Let's pray. Let's pray because I know I pray coming on, but I want to pray again. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debt towards. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory. Lord, honor, it all belongs to you. So, Holy Spirit, we ask you now as we come to just be with us today. Help us today. Give us a word of wisdom today. Give us a word of knowledge today. Help us today to hear something that will sanctify us even the more, that will give us more confidence today, make us more sure today, make us more dependable and more reliant on him today. Bring us into that place today where we'll be able to stand before God and make a legal case before God because we're in right standings. We've done all the necessary examinations. We've done everything we need to do to check ourselves out to make sure, amen, that there's no weight to sin that's in between us and God because we want to be able to be heard on high because Lord said he hear us when we pray and he wants to answer us and show us great and mighty things. So we praying this morning for clean hearts and pure hearts and clean hands this morning as we come before you this morning and present ourselves to you this morning, Lord, each and every one of us as a living sacrifice, holding acceptable unto God, sanctified by the word we've already heard, and even today, sanctified the more by thy word, set aside, consecrated, separated, for the meat for the master's use, because we truly do want to be used by you to help others, O oh Lord God, to walk this walk, Lord God, and be confident in their God, because they've, 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 they've learned about him. We made you known, God. We didn't make us known, but we made you known. Lord God, and so, Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor for it right now, for these sanctified hearers on this line, Lord God, these prayer partners, these prayer warriors, and let this word today go out all over the world, Lord God, that it will sanctify your people, Lord God, that they may be able to stand before you with uplifted hands and make a legal case, not just make a case out of hurt and pain and suffering, but make a legal case and know, God, that they're in right standing with you because they have done the necessary things to sanctify themselves before God, and they're presenting themselves to you as a living sacrifice, holding up to God without a spot or without a wrinkle, that their prayers be not hindered, distracted, or uh, 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 held up, God, because they, they, they have some issues that they need to deal with. And so we examine ourselves now as we come before you. You said, make us a house of prayer. We want to be a house of prayer. Make us a house of power. We want to be a house of power. We want to be a house of purity, God. We want to be a house of prayer, and we want to be a house of perfected praise this morning. And so we give you the glory. We give it honor this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So I want you to go over to the book of 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter. We're going to go there this morning, amen, and just kind of deal with a little bit of this this morning. I, I wanted to go here yesterday, but I didn't get to, but that's okay. We're going to go here this morning, and uh, I just thank God for some things that uh, that he showed me uh, out of this particular book. And you've been hearing me as I came on the line uh, this morning, and the question that came to me yesterday, and, and I'll pose this question to you, because I'm kind of the type of a pastor or person of God, a man of God, or whatever you want to call me, how you want to address me. It, it, who I am is not caught up in the title. So I don't know what kind of meaning or understanding you have about a pastor, but, but who I am is not caught up in the title. That's what I do. But who I am is this. Uh, uh, I want to be able to uh, 
the question that came to me yesterday as I sat and examined myself was, do you have grounds uh, to dispute anything and make a case legally for God? And that was a personal question, you know, that came to me as I sat there, man, yesterday evening. And it was personal. It said, do you? It was like the Holy Spirit was saying, do you think you have the grounds to dispute? And I'm not a disputing person. But if, when the Holy Ghost tells you something like that, it's like he's telling you if you had to dispute uh, the plan of salvation or you had to dispute representing the kingdom of God, you know, do you feel confident that you have enough legal power, enough legal worth and value that God has bestowed in you that you could dispute that legally and win it, you know? And I, I had to, I had to pause for a minute, you know, because I don't consider myself to, uh, you know, know all of, you know, I, I just, I'm not there, but I know what I know and I know who I know. And so I was kind of stunned there for a minute, especially when he said, do you have the, do you have the legal grounds? Do you think that you have the legal grounds? In other words, you're talking about spiritually legal. In other words, when God looks at us, you know, is it legal what we do? Is it legal what we say? You know, and, and as a pastor, I say, you know, I, I want to be legal when I do things according to God's legality, not man. Man will never, you know, man will drag you before the court, man, if they, if they disagree with you. If you say something, you know, they'll do that. They'll carry you to the court system and they'll want to, you know, they'll want to make a case against you. They'll want to sue you. And so I said that to say this, man, is that, you know, everything we do from this day forward, because we're not hearing this word, we got to make sure it's legal. And I'm speaking to everybody out there that's going to hear this this morning. I know there are some clergy out there. I'm not afraid of clergy because they call themselves apostle, prophet, or bishop. Some of them may send me a tweet or something that disagree with me. I ain't got no issue with that. I'm just simply sharing with you what the Lord said to me. We got to have legal grounds for the things we do uh, going forward because they're not going to have any impact like God wants it to if it's not done legally in the eyes of God. And the scripture is what gives us that, that, that legal right. But am I legal enough because I've allowed those scriptures to work in my life that when I give that legal, that legal uh, justification from the word, then does God use it to accomplish the intended purpose is what we got to get to. And because you got people out there, man, giving the word, but their hands are dirty and their heart's not pure. And so it's not going to get the same effect because they're illegally, you know, they're illegally doing what they do because they haven't been called to do it. They haven't been anointed to do it. They just called themselves an apostle, made themselves a prophet. They love the title. They love all the bells and whistles and the, and the stuff that's associated with it and come with it. It, it. it throws people off who are immature, you know, and so we got to have legal ground to stand on, you know, meaning I got to constantly keep examining myself and make sure I'm in right standing with God just saying I'm a pastor, just saying I'm a bishop, just saying I'm an apostle, just saying I'm a prophet or prophetess, don't get it done. I got to be sanctified by this very word that I'm legally trying to give to you and, and requiring you to live by. And so that's kind of where I was at, man. Do you have the grounds to dispute anything if you had to? Is your case legal? Is the case you making every morning, every Wednesday, every Thursday, every time we get on this, the thing, is it legal? You know, does God accept it, you know? And so, because it's all about God, it ain't about man. Even those of you who are coming on here joining with us, you know, this is applies to all of us, but it doesn't stay with us. It extends beyond us because we got family members who listen to us. We got coworkers, we got friends. We got a lot of people that, that are in our circle of influence that listen to us, 
you know, amen. And we want to be legal when they listen to us. We don't want to just say things because uh, I feel I'm required to say it because of my title. No, 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 no. That, that's, that's where a lot of, uh, and I hope you hear me out there, clergy, and I'm talking about clergy that's all the way out there as far as this message is going to reach. It, it, it doesn't just happen automatically just because you got a title. You know, you got to do some self-examination. You got to check out what's in your heart. Amen. Because you got to be able to make a legal case for Christ. And he won't accept it. You know, he won't accept it. And that's not helping the people that, you, that you're sharing with if it doesn't. And, um, and so that was kind of, um, uh, you know, where I was at yesterday and kind of said what I'm going to talk about this morning. Uh, but it ties right back into 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, which I told you yesterday I'll be talking about today. But it's amazing how God lined my thoughts up with that word right there because he was saying everything you do, it's got to make sense in the eyes of God. It may never make sense in the eyes of man, but as long as it makes sense in the eyes of God, that's why we stress so much to put him in remembrance of his word. Just if we put him in remembrance of his word, that's halfway there. But I got to make sure I put me in remembrance of his word. You know, I, I got to make sure I've been first partaken. See, it's easy to just grab some scriptures and, and, and put him in. God, you said this. But if my hands ain't clean and my heart ain't pure, you know, it's kind of like hypocritical, you know. And so let's just be 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 clear on that. Uh, not people, but the Almighty is, is who we want to we, we want to be right with. You know, we we don't want nothing uh, to relax us so much that we let down our moral and ethical guards. You know, uh, if we plan on receiving uh, that eternal crown of salvation. You know, sometimes we, we it's that kind of like that once say always say mentality and you can become complicit and very complacent. And I'm not just talking to any one person on this line. I'm kind of I'm, I'm focusing on a broader picture out there because we do have a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, people out there in ministry and leadership in ministry that I believe make our job hard. You know, and so I just wanted to bring that to your attention. Uh, and all of that is a part of the umbrella we was under yesterday. Do you have eternal life? Well, if you do, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to maintain it? If you have it now, will you have it at the end? Uh, well, will you? Are you able to make a legal case right now to defend it? If you have it right now, what can you do for yourself to legally maintain it all the way at the end? That's the key right there. Will you do something, violate some of God's laws to try to maintain it, or do you feel confident that you'll be able to legally Make a case for it all the way to the end. That's what we mean about working out your own salvation with fear and trembling, making that legal case, working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Not arguing with people, not fussing and fighting with people, not debating with people over it, but can you make a legal case for it all the way to the end so that you can be saved? And so let's go here, man, in the first book of uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, and we want to talk about this legal case that we can make, and let's kind of look at it in the scripture, amen. Uh, it says, dare any of, verse 1, I'm reading in the second, in the first book of Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 1. It says, dare any of you having a matter against another, go to, the, go to law before the unjust and not before the saints. And so the question here is, is that where do we go to get our problems resolved? Our, our, our spiritual problem, any problem we have, where do we go? Where is the first place we go to get it resolved? Where's the first place we go and make our case and make our appeal? Do we just run off and go and say, just say somebody did something wrong, even if they broke a law against me? You know, what is the first thing do I do? You know, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to get my phone and call the police. I have, I have been in a few accidents in my vehicle. 
And one of the first things I did upon impact was I began to pray. I began to pray for me. I began to pray for the person who hit me. That's just kind of uh, where I'm at now in life. But then afterwards, I did call 911. Or sometimes after we prayed, we waited for a second or two to see what the person who hit us was going to do. And sometimes we didn't need to call the law. Matter of fact, the, the, you know, the last accident we had, the person was so forthcoming and said, I was wrong. I, I hit you. But we still had to call the police because they wanted us to. And so we said, okay, that makes sense. We felt like we wanted to, but if we could have worked it out, it was fine. But all of that came after we had prayed. Okay. And so this, this is kind of what this is saying right here. What's the first thing you do? Do you, oh, that so-and-so done hit me. Oh, you done hit my new car. Oh, I'm going to sue you. Oh, you, you know, is, is that the first thing that we do as, as Christians? And I'm just using that as an example because that's something personally that I went through the last, the last time my truck got hit. I mean, it's been, it's been fixed and repaired now, and the gentleman was so cooperative, and we was all, man. But, but I said, I wonder if it would have went like that if we had not talked to God first and made our case before him. We have that legal right. Even though the person hit us and, and they were at fault, you know, but we wasn't thinking about what harm we could do to them. We weren't even thinking about what they trying to harm us. It was an accident. And there are sometimes people who don't understand and they're not mature enough. They would do things, man, that will rile up something in us, man, or spark something in us. And that's what I'm talking about. Do you have that grounds for getting upset, getting mad about it? as though you've never done anything wrong or done anybody wrong, you know. And so this is, this is kind of the case we're making right here because of who we are, not so much what title I wear, but who we are. I always tell people this. I said it doesn't matter anymore once you gave your life to the Lord. You waived, you waived all of them rights. And sometimes some of you hear me make the statement, you can't kill a dead man. It's a reason why I say that, you know. Is because we waived all of those rights when we gave our life to the Lord. And so now what we're doing is we're making legal cases for things that happen to us. And they have to be morally sound and ethically sound. And I'm talking to anybody out there that's, that's going to hear what I'm saying this morning. you know. Um, and he goes on to say here in verse 2, Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? See, see, I kind of heard this before, but I really never thought about that, you know. I never really thought about that. Why would God choose me to judge anybody, you know? I think it's because if I endure to the end to be saved and I've examined myself along the journey and I've overcome this world, you know, we know how we overcome and we've done enough that when we stand before God, his judgment is justified. I just think this is another one of the rewards that God have for us. We say right now we're already seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And we fight from the position of victory because he's already transferred us there. But I have to look at myself and say, is everything I'm doing now that I'm there, is it legal? Is it morally and ethically sound? 
and I don't, I'm not calling anybody out for doing nothing. I'm just simply saying this is a conversation I had with God yesterday. This might not even apply to you. You may think that your hands are so clean and your heart is so pure, man, it, it's over. it don't even apply to you. That's fine. That's, that's your right. That's your choice. But I'm going to teach it nevertheless because there may be a set of ears out there that don't feel like they're there yet. May feel like they've been dependent totally on the title and the position they're in. You know, well, maybe this just applies to me and you. But I'm, I'm sharing it anyway because if it hadn't happened, it just might happen until you need to hear it because if we have eternal life, we still have to do what's necessary to maintain it to the end. It's not once saved, always saved. So that's, that's why I'm raising the issue. Is it legal? Then he goes on to say here, judge the saints, uh, 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 saints shall judge the world. And then he goes, but it's a question mark there. There's a question mark at the end of that statement in my Bible. So it's like he's asking you, will you, will you be, will your heart be pure enough and your hands be clean enough that if I, if, if, if the Lord were to invite us to judge with him, would we, would we feel justified in doing it? Will, will we feel sanctified enough? We would feel like we've been such good stewards that we could judge the rest of the world. Then he goes on to say, and if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Man, this hit me all up and down my spine, you know. And I was like, boy, I really seriously, man, got to walk a tight line here. Because God is asking me some very potent questions through the word here, through the Apostle Paul. People in the church, because he's, 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 they probably were doing a lot of judging up in there. They probably was on them high horses up in there, man. They probably were weighing some people out. But Paul is, Paul is bringing it to their attention. Hello, y'all still there? This service is provided in high definition by free conference. Access code accepted. There are nine participants in the conference. Amen. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Y'all still there? Hello? Hello? Oh, okay, we dropped. We kind of dropped off, but I'm back. All participants are muted. Okay, well, let's move on with this. But, uh, you know, he says right there, you know, if, 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 if it were to come down to that, do we feel justified? Do we feel like we could, we could actually, if God asked us to judge the world, do we feel like legally we could do it? And, and nobody need to give me an answer, but I'm just, uh, just kind of pointing this out because it's right here in the Word, and, 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 it, and it could become a reality, you know. I. I, I don't feel comfortable that I could do it because I used to be out there and I'm saved. So I just want God to be pleased with my life so that I can get my crown of salvation. I don't want it to be hanging in the balance that I got to judge somebody else and, and them getting theirs weighs on what I did or how I judged them. But if God, if God finds me worthy then I would do what the Lord tell me to do. But in the meantime, I got to live my life in such a way that I don't, uh, I don't 
assume that it's going to happen, but I feel like I've legally earned it because I've done everything I need to do to keep my heart pure, to keep my hands clean. That's all I'm saying. We want to become the better us, the best person we can, because God has raised the standard here. God has asked a question here through the word, through the apostle Paul. And so we got to live by all the word, not some of the word, you know, and this applies to everybody equally across the board. The title does not give you the right to do it. Like I think a lot of clergy out there may feel like, you know, they have a title. So it's, it's my way or no way. It's what I say in, you know, in, in because of the title. But do you, do you have the legal grounds to do it? Amen. You know, and so verse, uh, he goes on to say, and he said, even in the smallest matters, you know, in the smallest matters, you know. Then he goes on in verse three, he says, know ye not that we shall judge angels how much more things that pertain to life, you know. And so he's saying you would judge, we would judge, we will oversee angels. All these are all these are, 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 are things that God is saying that he desires that we do. It's not going to be automatic. It's going to take a lot of work because we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, we have to, we, we receive salvation, but that's just the initial part of it because salvation is past, it's present, and it's future. And that's why we got to work it out every day with fear and trembling and endure to the end to be saved. That if we are found worthy by God at the end, he will allow us now to sit on that judgment seat with him because why? We've overcome, you know. He said those who overcome all these trials, all these tribulations, all these temptations, all these things in between the time you got saved and the time Christ Jesus stood there and uh, was sitting there on the throne and you stood there before him and got judged and he opened up the book of your life, you know, and read things to you, you know. Would you be found worthy at that time where he can say, okay, sit right here with me, help me judge the world, help me judge angels. Man, that was a wake-up call for me yesterday. I started asking myself, man, do you have legal grounds to do the things you do, to say the things you say, to teach the stuff you teach? What gives you the legal ground to do that? You know, you know, and, and, and I, I went back, it took me back to this, to this, to this passage, this, this book here. And I said, well, I just read this the other day, Lord, you just, he said, I'm just getting you ready for what you're going to teach in the morning. You know, I said, hey, man, I like this, Lord, always get me ready, Lord. You know, I always want the Lord to get me ready. I always want the Holy Ghost to get me ready. Not my title, not the position I'm in. I don't want to force myself to feel like, okay, you know, you got, you're, you're the pastor now, so you know you're up tomorrow morning. You got to be the one to bring the word. I want it to run a little bit deeper than that with me. I, I want to be able to let it be legal in the eyes of God. You know, that, that's, where, that's where the money is made. You know, that's where it counts right there. You know, do I have a legal ground to do this? You know, did God bestow this on me? And am I legal by doing it? What if they took away all the titles? What if they said nobody on earth could walk around and call themselves a pastor and they passed the law? Would I, adhere, would I be comfortable adhering to that law of the land? There's a lot of bishops, apostles, and pastors out there right now, man, that have gone above and beyond what the law of the land said. So are they legal to do that and drug people back into churches where they said don't and people died? See, that's what I'm talking about. Did you have legal grounds to do that? I'm talking about legal grounds in the eyes of God. If he already told you be subject to the laws of the land, why would you go drag those people back in there? Because you're a bishop? Because you're an apostle? Because yo, 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 Presbyterian oversight told you it was okay because you went to that last meeting and y'all discussed that issue and they told you, I don't pay no attention to what they're saying. You know, God said forsake not to send yourself together as a man of some ill. Take them people on back in there and go ahead on. You know we got to get that tab money so we can get it to the headquarters church. 
you know. It's, it's what I'm talking about, about do, or do, do you have legal grounds to do that to people? That's because you have a title. You got to understand what's at stake here. God said, I want you to live your life in such a way in the smallest matters, you know, so that you would be able, if I asked you to judge, you would judge without any guilt, without any shame, because you have legal grounds, because you did legally what I told you to do. Maybe not what man, but what I told you to do. Hello? Hello? Calls this morning keep dropping. Mm. I don't know what's up with this. Hello. Pastor Hayes, Pastor Hayes. Praise be to God, amen. Praise God, amen. Pastor, I will just continue on, amen, for your message. Amen. amen. time it's done dropped me off like that i think it did the same thing with pastor sharon over there amen but let's drive on and so he says um you know uh the the, the way the lord looks at us and the way the world looks at us is totally two different things and so we got to be able to discern between what's more important and what's more important is that you not base who you are based on some title and for those of you who are under our leadership is that you not evaluate us based on the title either because we could be the one sitting in judgment over your life in the end and so what you want to look at is i'll say it like this because we say it all the time am i living what i what i preach to you or teach to you and you need to be able to feel good about that you need to be able to feel sure about that you know because here, here's what's at stake if we tell you to go and share something with someone else, you don't want to be able to go and tell them, 
Pastor Lester said, Pastor Sharon said, Pastor Eric said, Pastor Phoebe said, you want to be able to go to them and say that the word of God said, you know, that they told me the word, they showed me what the word said. Because, see, that's the legal grounds right there. And that's where we got to get you to, where you're not based on what I said or what they said, but what the word, what we told you the word of God said. Because that's the legal ground for all of us right there. You got too many people out here right now going and basing their life on what their bishop or apostle told them, and it might not even be documented what they told them. But that's the legal ground. Do, do you have the legal ground, okay, to stand on? Because this is about judgment. Remember, we got to stand in judgment for what we do, what we say. You got to stand in judgment for what you heard, what you received. And so if it's not authentic, if it's not documented, and you grab it and run with it, that's on you. That's why we always like to have you go to the word yourself so you can lock eyes on it. Why? You got to make the legal case, too, for what you know, what you heard, what you learned. That way, see, you can pass it on and you don't have to worry about was it true. It was God's word, so you better believe it's true. Too many people worry about, uh, well, you know, I'm not that skilled or, or I, I may not be able to explain it. Well, let the word explain itself. Because that's your legal ground. That's your legal ground. That's your legal ground. Because what's hanging in the balance here is the Lord said, we might find ourselves sitting in judgment, man, on the smallest matters in somebody's life. And if I'm not 100% sure that I'm ethically and morally right with God, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that to somebody's life. It's so, it's, if it's going to apply in eternity that way, I need to probably be living my life today in light of that eternity. That could be a reality according to what we're reading right now. You know, we, we, we got to make the same case now just like we're going to make it in eternity because there are going to be uh, judgment. And I got to stand before God and say, what was my motive for why I was complicit or complacent about it then, Lord? Because that's going to determine my eternal fate. It's going to determine some other people. I will be responsible if I allowed you to just, you know, do, do any kind of thing and just think it was okay because I said so. doesn't work that way. This is about judgment, and we have to live our lives today. This is what we're doing. We're learning today to live our This is what I mean about do you have eternal life. If you do, learn what you have, understand what you have, and don't you let nothing cause you to sacrifice it or lose it. And to do that, I got to be judging myself right now according to the word. I got to be lining up with the word. I got to let that word sanctify me. I got to let that word teach me. I got to let that same word that gave me eternal life and promised it to me, and I received it when I received Jesus Christ. It's the same word right now. I got to let and help me endure it to the end to be saved so I can get my final crown of salvation and not let nobody cause me to lose my crown in between. And a lot of times it's those illegal grounds that we stand on and we find ourselves on that's based on the tradition of men, you know, the rudiments of the world, the philosophy, the enticing words, all that fake stuff, false stuff, causes people sometimes to lose what is legally theirs, you know. And so let's go a little further here. We kind of got some, inter some, 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 some interruption there, but let's pick it back up here. Let's go to verse 4. 
If then ye have judgment of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. And so now it's talking about shame. There's some things, you know, that people do. In, I'm so glad we ain't in the church right now. So there's some shameful sin that can't be committed in the church where everybody can see it and know it. I'm so glad right now we out of the church and nobody get to see me. Nobody get to see you. Nobody get to see nobody else in the church right now because we ain't in the building. And so that means we've eliminated that possibility. We've helped some people. Because there are some people who come to visit church. They want to see who's there. They want to count numbers. They, wanna, they don't come there for the word. They come there for what? They come there, man, to exercise in their shameful sin because they're not satisfied. And we talk about them sometimes because they church hop. <coughs> they said the Holy Spirit told them to come here and fellowship with you. And all of a sudden, Pastor, can I say something? I got a word. The Lord sent me here with a word. Now, you got word. You done stood up there and preached for 60 minutes the word of God. And all of a sudden, they got a, they got, they've been sitting back there holding their hand, waiting to see if they could give a word to the church. And then the, the word don't even make no sense to what God has given you to do. But see, this what, he, this what he's saying right here, Paul is saying. So thank God, we, you know, we, we ain't in the building right now. So we don't have to worry about all those church hoppers. We don't have to worry about all those strange visitors bringing them strange spirits up in there. We, we, we've been there. We've done that. You know, and, and we had legal ground when they went at, at a certain point to stop that from happening. Because we knew it wasn't God. And we did it legally. We said, well, brother, sister, you, you, you just meet me in the back. You can tell me what you, you just talked to me in the past. And, and sometimes, you know, Pastor Sharon, would, while I'm wrapping up, she'll go talk to him and find out. And that was the end of that. But see, we had legal grounds and legal standing to do that because we got to protect the ears of the saints. From, from that shameful, you know, letting that shameful spirit, uh, that sin that those people carry with them, let that thing transfer into the ear gate of our people, you know. Because, see, I got to be able to make a legal case before God. Why did I allow it to happen? And there were times we were naive and we did do it. But then we realized, man, these people, ain't, they ain't heard from God. So we stopped it. We had legal grounds to stop it. Why? We got to stand before God about what we let happen. If we ever go back in the buildings, I hope some clergy out there are hearing me right now. Just cause somebody show up and tell you they got a word for your church. Don't let any spirit and every spirit come up in there, man, and speak to your people. Cause it ain't of God. You got some strange spirits out there, some familiar spirits out there. These people go around. Remember the devil go back and forth. He got his cohorts. Let this be a lesson learned. You have legal grounds and legal standing. That's why you got to stay right with God. Keep a, keep a pure heart, keep clean hands. So you can be able to discern these things when they show up. I, I kind of like this kind of church right here. You know, we pretty much know who's going to show up on this line right now, you know. But just in case we find ourselves back in the building, we need to know how to deal with that stuff. Okay, let's go on down here to, um, to uh, verse 5. He says, to deliver such one unto Satan. Look out now. Well, let's finish up with verse 4. He says, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, says, um, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I need I'm sorry, y'all. I need to turn the page. Thought I had. Verse 5, he says, I speak to you to your shame. He says, is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. 
Verse 6 says, But brother goeth to the law with brother, and that before the unbelievers. 7 says, Therefore there is utterly a fault among you, because ye go to the law one with another. Why do ye not rather take wrong? Why do ye not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Nay, ye do wrong and defraud and that your brethren. And so the question here is, is this, you know, why not? If you're suffering for Christ's sake, nobody should be freaking out because Jesus said in the world you live in, they're going to be trials and tribulation. It's amazing to me, man. One of the first things people want to do sometimes is try to get, get legal being illegal. I mean, you see it right now sometimes when we were in the church. I don't know how many times I saw videos where they were fighting at the church because this pastor showed up and said he's, they hired him and then another person showed up and said, no, nah, they hired him. And they got police up in there, man, separating fights in the church. People against each other, putting each other against each other, you know, because they wanted this person, want that person. All this chaos. Before the Lord shut these doors, man, this stuff was going on on a regular basis, y'all. It was not a Sunday or Wednesday that, that went by that I did not see some live video where churches were fighting, where people were fighting in the pulpit, fighting in the pews, fighting out in the parking lot. Wouldn't let this person who was the pastor of the church for 15 years come back in the building. Had another person in there, the, the senior. It, this chaos was going on, man. And I said, no wonder God shut the doors. And they called the law. And the law came and did what the law do. Isn't that amazing? That the brothers in the church could not work it out in the church. So they had to call the law in. Really, who have nothing to do with the church and how the church is set up, but you had to, and they the ones who called the law. Some person grabbed their cell phone, running out the church, man, because they were fighting, went out in the parking lot and called. But you, y'all need to get over here right now. These people fighting up in here. We even had, and I won't call no name. One Sunday we was having great church, and this sister popped up. We we know her, friend of ours, popped up with her two teenage kids. And sat back there, and she was rocking back and forth while we were preaching, and we knew something was heavy on her. And at the end, when she told us what had happened, she said, I went to my church this morning, I ain't calling no name. She said they was fighting up in there like cats and dogs because two pastors was up in there fighting about who was going to be the pastor that day right there in, in Bambi where we live. And I'm like, what? They was what? She said, yeah, they was fighting. She said, they called the law and the police came. I grabbed my two kids and said, I need to go because I need a word today. But it's amazing. Do you have legal grounds to do that? Or should you be running your, your ministry in such a way where everybody in there knows how to deal with conflict? They know how to deal with disputes. They, they know how to deal with if you got a problem, you go to your brother First, if they don't work it out that way, you go get a witness and take with it. They don't work it out that way. Then you take it to the leadership of the church. You take it to the church and let the church try to resolve it. You don't come up in that man showing up, you know, fighting and carrying on right in the middle of the service. It's crazy because you don't have legal grounds and legal standards to do that, you know. And, yeah, if, if, if it's a civil matter, go ahead and call the law. But you should have bylaws and have things in place. You should have taught the people by the scripture what they need to do legally when those situations pop up. No wonder we're not in the building right now because this stuff was starting to happen more and more. And I believe it was because we were getting away from, as leaders, what we were legally supposed to be doing, preparing the people. Preparing the people. 
Because you're going to have these conflicts. You're going to have misunderstanding. You're going to have aught with brothers and sisters. But they need to be able to know if you have aught with your brother, go to your brother. Try to solve it that way. That don't work. Go get your witness and go. But make sure the witness is right. Don't, make, don't get the witness that's your best friend, that they're going to side with you. But make sure the witness is in legal standing. And if that don't work, take it to the church. Let the church have a crack at trying to solve it. You got leadership in there. Try to solve it. If you went through those three steps, like the scripture said, that's your legal grounds for it. You know. If don't get solved that way, then probably need to just let it go. Maybe find you another church. You know, you have other options. But fighting like cats and dogs, you have no legal ground, no legal standards for that, especially when it's coming from the pulpit and they throwing blows. But this is the kind of stuff, man, that goes on. I never want to be a pastor that get caught in a situation like that. We want to be able to make sure that what we're doing is legal before God. And I can't sit here this morning and tell you that everything I've ever done, I had the legal ground to do it. But I'm, I'm man enough, saved enough to be able to say, God, I'm sorry, I didn't do that right. Help me to be able to be better about it because I always want to be in moral and ethical standings before you. I want to be upright before you so you don't hold no good thing, withhold no good thing from me. You know, I don't want to use my title to try to get anything, get no advantage on nobody or anything. And there's too many out there doing that right now. Using your title to place demands, unrealistic demands on people. And so it, 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 it sacrifices your eternal life. It messes with your eternal life because God going to judge your motive for why you did it. And if you have eternal life, you got to fight for that eternal life all the way to the end. How do I do it, Pastor? By living my life today in light of eternity. Everything I do today is going to have an impact on me eternally. And, and I, I want to raise this level of awareness to you this morning. I didn't get as far as I wanted to get in this teaching, but that's all right. I got Thursday coming up, and I got the rest of my life to teach it. But there's so much more packed in here. But we're looking at this morning the legal grounds that we have to do what we do and to be who we are. The title don't decide who we are. You two, uh, you, know, you know, have to decide who you are and know what, who you are and how you became who you are and to be, be able to defend that legally. Don't just say, I'm a Christian. You know, don't go on your job telling people, I'm a Christian. You can't treat me like that. This is exactly what we're talking about. They can treat you any kind of way they want to, but how do you react to it? It's not what they do to you. It's who you become through what they did to you. Do you get a chance to let your light shine or you just stand up and say, I'm a Christian, I dare you to talk to me like that? Or do you let your light shine? Do you overcome that evil by doing good? Do you speak kind words and let it be like oil, hot oil poured on the enemy's head? What legal grounds give you the right to do or to react that way? Don't let them control the narrative. You control it by controlling your own emotions and your own self. That's the legal grounds we have. All right, Tim. Well, Father, we thank you. We praise you this morning for... As much of the word, Lord, that we did cover, we thank you, Lord God, even with the interruption, that we were still able to hear some word this morning. So we're praying right now in the name of Jesus that the word that we did hear, Father, that we would take it and let it be legal grounds, Lord God, for us to be able to go forward and do things, God, that are legal in your sight, things that are moral and ethical before you, God. People will never, probably never, ever give us the credit that we're due, that we've earned. But God, in the name of Jesus, as we look at the word today and remember you're looking at us, God, and saying, will we be worthy to sit on the throne with you in judgment of angels uh, uh, all the way down to the smallest matters of life? <clears throat> and if not, Father, why not? 
Is it because, Lord God, that we have not done and lived up to, God, uh, who you called us to be, the standards that you set before us? And as we examine ourselves this morning, as we continue to examine ourselves, Father, we just want to be legal before you. We want everything to be pleasing in your sight, that we may be able, Lord God, as overcomers, to sit on that throne with you and judge the world, God, if it be thy will, Father. And so help us now to live our life today in light of that eternity, in light of that reality. We're praying now, God, in the name of Jesus, that any lost person out there, uh, any backslidden person out there, any prodigal son or daughter that's out there drifting around and, and don't know who they are today, any immature, mature person, anybody out there, Lord, gay, straight, anybody out there that don't believe that you're real, anybody out there right now that's struggling with the deity of who you are, God, we're praying today in the name of you that you reveal to them through this word the legal grounds that they have, Lord God, and the illegal grounds that they, they have, Lord God. All of it will come out in the judgment. And so the day is the day of salvation. We're declaring in the name of Jesus that right now change has come to those people, to those minds, to those spirits right now to let them know, God, that what they're doing is illegal, not just against man's law, but God against your law. And in the end, only what they've done for you, God, is what's going to matter. And God, if they have rejected you before men, you would deny them before your Father, which is in heaven. We're calling them out of darkness this morning. We're praying for them right now. <clears throat> We're praying for them to stop being illegal, living illegal, and begin to live legal. More than ethical high ground. We're asking you to restore it right now in the name of Jesus, that people will become convicted because they're not living up to the full potential that you created us with. They're not doing the things you created us to do. They're not possessing the things you created us to possess. And so, Father, we're praying right now in the name of Jesus that we would choose the legal path, the legal path, the moral and ethical path of God, his standards, as we go forward. And we pray for all those that are falling short, especially those who hide behind the title and use the title to manipulate, deceive, and exploit and take advantage of your people to control. And so, Father, we just thank and praise you right now. If we ever get back in the building, that we would take heed to ourselves, Lord God. And do those things that we need to do. Teach the people how to solve conflict and disagreement and argument in the church. That, Father, we don't fight like cats and dogs over small issues. But we be able to rule over those issues and govern over those issues because we've been uh, instructed in the word. And this is our prayer as we go forward right now, Lord. Help us today to live our life beginning today in light of eternity. Because eternity, Lord, is a breath away. But we thank you for the word today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. All right, then. Well, I'm finished. Sorry about all the interruptions, but that's kind of what life is sometimes. Those things at us, but we have to deal with them and continue to drive on, eat meat, and throw away the bone. All right.
Lord's Prayer, amen, and prayer which Jesus taught the disciples. And guess what? For us on the line, we're following the Christ. So we want to learn and we want to know and we want to do everything that, that Jesus taught them to do, amen, because as he was teaching them, it was so that one day we would be reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God, and we will begin to learn as they learned, amen. So just as they were there with Jesus and he, he carried them where he went and he taught them, he's doing the same thing with us, amen. That's why we stick with the Word. We start with it, we stick with it, and we end with it, amen. Praise the Lord. It places us close to him. So as we start our, our, our prayer this morning, and we'll get into the word, it says, Our Father, which art in heaven, Hallelujah be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, hallelujah, I always love when I get to that part, it just does something to me, y'all. Give us this day our daily bread, amen, as we're seeking first the kingdom of God. Father, we thank you this morning. It says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Again, I want to say thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So this morning, just want to jump over into... Uh, the book of first Peter, uh, the second chapter, I'm going to start there and then, um, if I'm able to, to go further, I will praise God, but just want to start there this morning. And again, that's the, the book of first Peter, the second chapter, praise God. And we're going to start here at the ninth verse, praise God. Remember, just, just reminding us who we are, praise God, and just for those who are, are joining us and listening in with us this morning, praise the Lord for those who are, 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 are bathed in Christ, for those who, amen, who have, have come back to Jesus, are returning, have returned back to him. For those that are listening in, just wanted to share to you and, and, and remind you, praise God, of who we are, amen, because people have to begin to know. You know how sometimes people be become a part of things and they don't really quite understand what they're a part of. But that's what I love about uh, this relationship with Christ. Our relationship with Christ is that every day, the more we, we get into his word and we study the scriptures, we begin to realize who we are. And then through that, we become confident in who we are. Amen. And when you become confident in who you are, praise God, you're confident in the God that you no one can can tell you anything else to draw you away because the world will try to draw you away from Jesus. Amen. As Jesus is drawing you closer, the world will try to draw you back to the world. Amen. The world does not want you to know the truth. The world does not want you to be free. Amen. The world wants you to feel like you have to depend on the world for your safety. You have to repent, depend on the world for your outcome and your income. The world wants you to, to, to feel like without the world, you can do nothing. But no, it's the opposite. For a believer, come on, with Jesus, we can do all things. Because the scripture tells us that. It, it tells us that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Amen. And 
going to get so far out there, amen, or we'll start turning to other things, amen, or we'll start going on, going out here trying to do our, our own thing, praise God. But I just want to be where the Spirit of God is. I want to be where the truth is, amen. But in this passage of Scripture, praise God, and we, we, we talk about it many times, amen. We refer back to it. But one thing about us, we, we always refer back to the Word of God, amen. Sometimes it may seem like, well, they just talked about that on the other week, amen. But the Word is good and is always to be talked about, amen. Remember, I said the Word is always a reminder, amen. Praise the Lord. And so um, this morning, as we go into uh, the book of 1 Peter, the second chapter, the ninth verse, amen. And we're talking about a holy priesthood. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I just, I thank the Lord. Um, I have to just give God praise and thanks and honor and glory. Um, I, was, I was sharing my husband a few weeks ago, and as I was preparing to, to make this transition, praise God, from one employee to another, praise God. I, I just thank God. Whatever God gives you an instruction to do something, please do it. And always make sure that it's God. Amen. Always make sure that it's God. What I love about the Lord is when the Lord begins to give you a direction or when the Lord begins to open a door for you. But these two, we have to understand when the Word of God tells us that He's a rewarder of those who diligently speak. So you got to be seeking after him diligently, which means you got to continuously be seeking after Christ. I don't seek after the Lord for him to, 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 to pour out all these blessings. Amen. I thank God that in seeking him, doors of favor and blessings, they come, praise God. But I don't put those things before God. Amen. God is first and foremost in my life. Amen. So as you him, God begins to place things in your path, amen, he'll open doors for you that no man can open, and God will also close doors in your life that no man can open, and so I thank God, I I know that it's God every day, y'all, I'm just rejoicing even the more, I'm not just rejoicing because of what is taking place in in, in recent weeks, I rejoice in the Lord every day, amen. I'm rejoicing in him. And my love for him, my life, it has not changed, amen. But I, I'm so grateful because I was telling him, I said, I was sitting and I, I was thinking, I was like, Lord, I just thank you for everything. I thank you, God, because you're such an amazing God. You're such an awesome God. And I told him, I said, you know, I was, I'm at a point where I said, I'm, I'm willing to start over. I'd rather start over. This is this is what I shared my husband. I say, thank you, Lord. This is this is a word. This is a message that will one day be preached. And I said, you know, I am at a point now to where I'd rather start over than continue on. And in other words, it was for where I was, you know, a place of employment. And I thank God for the job. I thank you, God, for the job. I, I met so many people. I, I was able to minister to a lot of people, and I thank God for that. Thank God for whatever the platform is that he's given. 
understand who we are. We are a chosen generation. You know, in this time, oh my God, I thank the Lord because we are continuing to still move forward. We have not changed who we are. We have not changed what what we're doing for Christ. Um, things have changed in the world. Uh, the world is so different now than it was, but that's why you can't get caught up in the world. Amen. Because the world is going to continue to change. Amen. Things are going to happen. Things are going to come. But for those of us who are in Christ, I love the 
we always say the word teachers. Thank God that there was a time when we did not receive mercy, but now we have received mercy. Amen. And that's why we continue to just pray for the nation. Because people are going to come to Jesus. You can. We can. Which means you can't give up on it because they're going to come back to him. And you, that's why when you begin to, to talk to yourself or remind yourself to build yourself up, it helps you in knowing that people have a change. Amen. And that his name is Jesus. And that's why I say Praise the Lord. You all still there? I'm still here, brother. I mean, I'm still here, Pastor. Amen. Hey, still on the line. Hey, she'll, she'll probably dial back in. Amen. Hey, on the line, Pastor. Hey. Okay. She'll probably dial back in. Do you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Praise the Lord. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you're back.
the hospital. Praise the Lord. And so it's so important that we continue to remind ourselves daily. Lord, this is why you have allowed us a platform. This is why you have allowed us a place. That's why I always say, even for those who, who are out on Facebook, sometimes it's on Facebook. A lot of times I, I, I can't really read on Facebook because sometimes people put some stuff on there and I wonder, like, you couldn't have read the word today. Truly, you have got this to the Lord because God would not have given you that answer. And that's why I say, for us, you got to remind yourself of who you are. So when you're sharing things, you want to share things that, that turn people and direct them to Christ. I don't even want to turn the direction to me. I want it to direct them to Christ. Amen. And God, he gives us so many opportunities to share. Amen. And so share Jesus. You chosen people, your royal priesthood, your holy nation, share we're special people. We're peculiar people. Amen. We're different. We're different than the world. Amen. But that's a good, we're a good difference. Amen. We're that different that makes the difference. Amen. See, special people, peculiar people, royal priesthood, holy nations. See, you are a different people to help make a difference. Amen. That's why he chose you. Because he knew that this day, September 9th, 2020, that you would be on this line listening and getting a reminder of who you are. And he said, so witness, let them know about me. Let them know about me. You be my example and let me be your example. See, Christ wants to be our example for us to be others' examples. Amen. That's why we mimic him. We, we pattern in, in our lives and we do everything after him. Praise the Lord. Remember, we are a consecrated nation, which means we're, we're dead apart. Amen. But that's okay. Amen. That's what changes lives. That's how people will be drawn. So, I thank you this morning. Again, God, he protects so He's protecting us, y'all. We have been adopted into his family. So, God is protecting us. So, as we go out here, that's why we continue. That's why we come on and seek first his kingdom and his righteousness every morning, first thing, before we go out, before we say anything. And then he begins to add unto us all the things that I teach you to conduct that day. And I always pray and say, Lord, what is it that you have me share today? Lord, who is it you have me witness to today? Lord, send some people in my path that are seeking after you. That, 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 that needs to know the truth, that are open. And you'll be surprised who, who comes in your contact. Amen. And you just have to trust God to lead them there because he will. God will place you in places and you'll be like, okay, why did I stop by here? And then the opportunity presents itself for the door to be open to Christ. And then you say, thank you, Lord. That's why I seek you first. Because I know you're always going to lead me to a place so that I could let your light shine so that people will know that you are the truth. You are the answer, God. He is the only, he's the only way. Jesus is the only way to truth and life. You have to also to remind yourself of that. Put to God to the glory. So if you're out there this morning and not accepting Christ into your life, 
you're looking for answers. You want to know what do they mean about this body of preacher? What do they mean about this chosen generation? Well, first of all, the best way to start to get to know about Jesus so that you can begin to understand what it means, praise God. In the book of Romans, the 10th chapter, praise God, the 9th verse, talks on it, thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It is just that simple. If you never accepted him into your life, well, this morning we invite you. Amen. This is the first step of what is salvation. And so, I'm taking you here to the Word this morning, the book of Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th verse. And it says this simply this morning, if you confess, just, just here we are this morning, you've never accepted him. Right now, just take the time out and ask him, Father, I'm a sinner, forgive me. And, and right there, he's here right now to forgive you. And just forgive me for all of my sins, anything that I've done. Father, forgive me. And then he's right here open to forgive you. And then ask him, Jesus, I accept you into my life this morning. I want to know what it means to be a royal preacher, the chosen generation. I no longer want to be out here trying to spend on my own, trying to discover things on my own. I want you. I, I want to know everything there is to know about you. It's just that simple. Now you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And then it goes on to say that thou shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession, here it is, is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Now that you've accepted and you're confessing in your heart and you're believing on him, he says you should not be ashamed. But there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. There's no difference there. For the Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. He's here for anyone that calls upon him this morning. He's here for you. It doesn't matter the color, your nationality. Right now, if you ask him to forgive you, you're confessing him. You've never accepted him. You've never known about him. But today is your start. Let today be your start. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You just called upon his name. And now we ask you to continue to join in with us as we help you to grow in this relationship. Amen. Because this is just the beginning. There's more to it. Praise God. We're going to be praying that you be baptized with his precious Holy Spirit. With him, oh my God, he'll begin to speak on your behalf. He'll teach you. He'll guide you. He'll 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 cause you to be able to understand the word, the scripture. Amen. Because you want everything that God has to offer for you. Amen. Because there's a nation out here that needs love, the love of Jesus. Amen. That needs compassion, the compassion of Christ. And so if you're a bike driver, a prodigal son and daughter, just pretend and ask God to forgive you. And now come on back to him. Amen. And let him complete the work that he began in you. Immature and mature Christians, just continue to stay with us and grow in the word of God. Begin to really speak and search after the scripture so that you can get to know and understand everything that the word has to offer for us so that you can help 